Shut up and sit down. Guys, I'm Jeremy. I'm Scott. I'm Leo. Larry. And this week we have a jam-packed episode full of lots of different topics. Uh, this week we're going to be doing some intros. We're going to be doing some talking about Netflix's Death Note. We're going to talk about some uh, some news from Marvel that uh, it's kind of rubbed some people the wrong way. Uh, we got some information from the DC Extended Universe, and then uh, we have uh, this week's buys. So we'll go ahead and kick it to Scott. Perfect. So one of the things that uh, we wanted to do since we didn't really get a chance to last week because we were uh, completely making fun of De- uh, Iron Fist for a little bit was to actually kind of go over who we are, kind of what we like, and, and kind of why we're, uh, I guess, doing this podcast. So uh, wanted to get started here. I'm Scott, and uh, some of the things that uh, I guess call me the subject matter expert on is uh, anything uh, movies, video game, TV... Um, just kind of general entertainment, I guess, is uh, my general area. So, so what you're saying is you're like a nerd generalist. I am a nerd generalist. Uh, they call me, uh, I guess the best way to put it would be uh, the jack of all nerds, uh, which is not a very good joke apparently since none of you guys are gone. <laughs> so, uh, and uh, another the specialty of mine though is just general jackassery. Uh, I like to make fun of myself and everyone else. So that's kind of where I go. I, I would I would agree with that. Um, like I said, it's it's a very very succinct and accurate description of, of you, Scott. <laughs> um, I'm Leo. I have to say, of the four of us, I'm probably the most boring of the group in terms of interests. Um, if it has a plaque or if it's on a list somewhere under the National Park Service, I'm all about researching it. I love collecting just information, so I'm a total nerd, but not from the sense of the. Uh, from the comic book or uh, the, the conventional, the conventional yeah. that we all now, play. now Leo, I'm like you, you got to give yourself a little bit more credit than that. Like I said, you I said uh, I would probably say droning. Like, I so do love droning. Droning. So, um, so I went out for the eclipse. Um, obviously, the sun because you know it's up there. Um, but uh, I did get some pretty good shots um, of the ground, and fo- folks looking up, you know, that kind of stuff. So I do love droning. That is a lot of fun. The other thing, too, uh, Leo is one of our resident uh, early adopters for a lot of things technology. Anytime there's a Kickstarter or a new project, yeah. Leo tends to know all about the project and has probably pre-ordered something before I, we anyone even knows it exists. Yeah, I am quite the crowdsourcer. In fact, I lost money on one. Um, one of them went bankrupt about a uh, month ago. So there's a class action right now going on in California. They're trying to sue. Yeah. So you gotta be, you gotta be part of that to get your two dollars. Yeah, my two dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey guys, I'm Larry. Um, probably my main interest right now for the past few years, everything Funko, right? So big into pops, big big into dorbs, any other random stuff that comes up. Um, really enjoy the MCU movies. Not so much of a DC fan. Uh, kind of. No one is. <laughs> right. <laughs> well. Yeah. Hi, Nate. Not to offend anybody on here, Nate, sorry. Yeah, hi, Nate. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Um, right, so that kind of stuff. Uh, I watch a lot of tunes with my kid, so I've seen every episode of Teen Titans Go, Steven Universe, that kind of stuff. Uh, play a little video games, mostly Nintendo. Um, yeah, it's a little bit about me. So, so now, Larry, I saw you yeah. say so you have, so we t- you talked about a little bit last week about your your, your, your collection. Um so is it 
<laughs> so for those of you, we, I don't know what's going on here. Um, but we have some appetizers here on the table, and apparently Jeremy is a magnet for toothpicks. I guess of all so. things, they're like they're just sticking to him every time he puts his arm anywhere. What the fuck was I even talking about? <laughs> oh, Funko, Funko, Funko yeah. Pops. Um, so like I said, today I said we're gonna have some uh, some interesting st uh, content here later on the channel. Um, Larry, uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about that package that you brought in today? Oh yeah. Um, so we we recorded a video. Um, Mercari had kind of a deal where you could uh, new users got. $10 off a purchase of $15 or more, so I grabbed a pop, right? Because that's what I do. Um, and it came gift-wrapped in tissue paper uh, by a nice young lady, included a postcard with lots of X's and O's and little hearts. Um, it, was, it was cute. It was cute, right? I bought a lot of stuff on eBay. I've never had anyone gift-wrapped anything for me before. Helping kind of undo that box, that, that was like yeah. well-packed. Like that someone took care. Like that's not like me, like the Mongoloid, like taping together a bunch of, uh, you know, just wrapping paper in a bundle. Like, they actually had, like, creased corners. Like, it was nice. Well, like I said, half the shit that I get, like I said, it looks like someone, like, like a monkey put it in, like, like, like banged it on, on the box, and then the postal service, like, shook it like a cocktail, and like, so then, like, then yeah. after happenstance, and I could finally rise at my door. You mean when when I sell things online, I shouldn't first hit them with a hammer? Because I think that's... Probably, 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 probably like, I think that's kind of standard. One star. Yeah, just one star, just, yeah. Yeah, working so, was horrible. One star. So I am last on the list. Uh, so my name is Jeremy. Kind of like Scott, I consider myself a general nerdist. Um, I am into pretty much everything Marvel. Um, I like some DC D DC comics um, rather than DC movies. Um, I have a pretty good collection of Funko Pops. Uh, I have a collection of statues. Like I said, pretty much everything Marvel. Um, like I said. Just to kind of put it out there, my all-time favorite are Marvel. My license plate on the two cars, I have Marvel on one car and comics on the other car. So it's just, it's one of those things where I've, I've been into it for quite a while. Um, probably my newest passion is collecting comic original art. Um, so as soon as I go to some different cons, I'll be sharing some of that information with you guys uh, through some of the video posts that we'll be doing. Um, with that, we got our introductions done. Let's, uh, let's jump into some talks, guys. Let's do it. So... One of the very first things that uh, we want to jump into is uh, a new Netflix movie. Um, so this was something that, that I know I was excited for. I know everyone was kind of excited for it as well, just because of, of who's in it and then just the general material is Death Note. Um, so spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Death Note, with the exception of the two of us, the, of the four, out of the four of us here, we don't care if we spoil it for you guys. Yeah. You guys we, probably aren't going to watch it anyway, so... <laughs> Um, here's what I'll say. Um, if you're a fan of the Death Note anime and you're thinking, should I watch the Death Note movie on Netflix? My recommendation is don't. Uh, <laughs> it's, it had some good points, but overall it's going the way of every other anime to live action that everyone else has ever done. It's shit. So, for someone who hasn't seen it yet, is this a, uh, a movie adaptation of a series, or is it a series that Netflix yes. picked up? So, what they did is they tried to condense probably 30 episode, 30 like 30 minute episodes of an anime of a, you know basically a TV show, into condense that down into a one and a half hour span. 
so right there is already problems because you just don't have the level of detail that you can go into, right? In, in a movie that is that condensed from a source material that is 10 times longer than, than what you could ever put in a decent movie, you're never going to be able to put the level of detail. You don't have that level of the character development that can slowly build up over time. It's just... I think my problem with it is they got... It's that character development. There is no development, and they got the characters wrong. Yeah, oh, and here's the thing. So, I I mostly agree with Scott, um, with the exception of my... I didn't think, I didn't think it was shit. Um, I just thought it, it had a lot of opportunity. Like I said, well, first and foremost, to get Willem Dafoe as Ryuk uh, in there, like I said, yeah. the voice that he does, like I said, it, it kind of brought me back to like so when he did the Green Goblin voice in the very first Spider-Man. It's 100% it's, Green Goblin. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like that. It brings that character up. I honestly thought, like I said, he did a better job as Ryuk than he actually did as the Green Goblin. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it, it's, and I'll say, outside of Willem Dafoe, he was the only one that I actually really yeah. liked in the movie. Um, just in general, if you've ever seen the character, and, and we'll maybe try to put something up or just a, a comparison here. It, the saddest thing is, I don't even think you really would have had to put him in any type of uh, like prosthetics or anything. He just kind of he looks scary enough to pull off the character as he is. <laughs> uh, but then they CG'd him into like a demon, and it made it even better, right? Um, but like I said, my, I think my my main issue with it is the characterization of the yeah. characters. I think the the main specific, character specifically liked. I know we we talked a little bit before. Yeah. Um, before everyone came over about some of the some of the different characterizations, but light specifically, I think that's where the, the number one opportunity was. Yeah. So, and and I know we're doing a kind of note the you know already to the spoiler thing, but if you ever watch the anime, the the character light and the way he goes is very much like um, it, for me, it's like Breaking Bad. You have a, a normal guy character who gets something, and, you know, in, in this case, he gets this death note that if he writes a person's name, they die, right? He writes a person's name in the book, it kills that person. Who then starts to go on like, oh, I'm going to kill all the criminals. Anybody who commits a crime, I'm going to write their name in here and kill them. Where he slowly turns into this unlikable, just megalomaniac at the end, who actually refers to himself as the New World God. Yeah. Irrede- like I said, he becomes an irredeemable character. character. Right. You actually like him at the beginning, and at the end of it, you hate him and are actually rooting for the people to to catch him. Whereas this light was a whiny little bitch throughout the entire movie and didn't show any like forethought until the last ten minutes of the movie. Like I, I just didn't like the way that they portrayed him. Yeah. As far as light goes, like I said, I think I, I think you you kind of got it spot on um, with 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 how he was. I think it's one of those things where it took a while for him to develop. I think honestly, the the number, the, probably the biggest scene I had problems with him in was when he very first gets introduced into Reich. Oh, uh, the, the, the the scream the, heard the, around the, the world. The scream, the scream heard around the world <laughs> in the classroom. Right. Uh, I, I think there was just it, I just I didn't buy it. Dude, I, I said I, I didn't believe it. I didn't feel for the character. You know, what, you know what it reminded me of. Is everyone remembers the scene in the first Ace Venture when the shark comes out and he does the Ace Venture does the scream and it's not like with the mouth thing. It basically was he was like emanating that, like and it's supposed to be the scary thing. I literally started laughing at the scene where it's supposed to be scary. It was almost to the point where I almost turned it off. 
But I really, it, you hadn't actually heard Willem Dafoe talk at that point, and so I was like, I'll hold out just until he he comes on the screen. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. So Scott, you probably have you watched it by the time you had texted me about it? Uh, I got about halfway through. Okay. Like that's what I said. I was like, he dude, Willem Dafoe knocks it out of the park. The rest of the movie, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, so Scott actually texts me, and so he's like, he's like hey, because we had talked about it before. He's like, Death Note dropped on Netflix. I'm like, oh, sweet. He's like, William Dafoe kills it. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I'm like, okay. So I went into it kind of like unbiased, whatever. I just I, I flipped on Netflix and started watching it, and I'm like, dude, William Dafoe does kill it. Yeah. But light, man. Right. He's just, he's just a whiny little bitch. Now, I can't remember the... the uh, the actor's name, the, but the uh, the guy that they brought in to play L. Uh, now I know there's the whole online controversy because in that show he's a white guy and they got a black guy to, to play him. The first half of that movie, he knocks it out of the park. Like he is actually probably the only other person where I was like he got he actually studied up on how his character should be, the way he sits, the way he kind of his mannerisms, his, his mannerisms, the way he talks, the patterns and things where he. He's very succinct and thinks about everything that he says is right on what it should be um, until he suddenly becomes, I'm going to be a, I'm going to go be the, the cop and basically break every aspect of his character up until that point and just flips that switch yeah. and suddenly becomes thing at the halfway through the movie. Like, I love the way he was that first half. No, I, I completely agree with that. It's, it's, it's the, the characterization of L. Halfway through the movie, just it completely flips. It's almost like a, it's a completely separate character. Um, so one of the things that that did plague this was Mar or Netflix got the rights to the show, and I really think they had. I honestly, I believe that they had started writing a script when they were first in talks to get the rights to it, uh, because they got that thing. It was only eight or nine months ago when they actually announced that it was showing up, and now it's there. Like I mean, they rushed through this to get it out. And I think that they should have taken a little bit more time to really go back over that story and get that a little bit flushed out and those characters a little bit better before they really went through it. I think they needed to take a little bit more time. And you know what I would have liked to see? Um, and, I, and let me know if you agree with this. Um, instead of a movie, I thought, I thought it would have been worked so much better as a, as a live action series. Live action series, 100%. Because you have that time to build those characters yeah. up. And, and the other thing too is uh, one of the characters in the show, Mia who in this version is Light's girlfriend, who's actually kind of turns into the bad guy of the show. Yeah. Um, she's like one of the main bad bad guys. Uh, in the anime, she actually is like obsessed with the, the main character and actually gets her own death note so that she can get him out of trouble when he gets caught, basically. And like he uses her. So like I didn't like how she became kind of the... The bad guy. I didn't like her as the bad guy. I think she. I just. I wanted her to go away by halfway through the movie. Well, she. She. She did go away. She does go away <laughs> in very spectacular form. Uh, I do have to say though, the uh, special effects for the death scenes. Netflix put some money into that because yeah, the, the, the kid the, getting decapitated with the ladder was the, the pretty fucking special, graphic. Yeah, yeah. The practical special effects. I actually was pretty impressed. Yeah. The, um, uh, if anything, I, I think it leaves it open. I think. I, at the very end, I said it leaves it open for them to do a follow-up movie. See, um, you don't know what happens at the end. Yeah. If, yeah. if, if anything, I, this, what this did was it made me want to go actually watch the actual like the anime. The, well, not only the anime, the actual like Japanese live action. The live action ones. The live action, ones. which suffered a lot of the same negatives that the the American one did. 
uh, if you ever look at kind of the reviews on that one, they, they suffered kind of a similar fate because of the, the rushed characters. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I think that I want to kind of go over here and kind of bitch about is, is I did have one problem with Ryu in that, who is, uh, for anybody not knowing, Ryuk is a, uh, basically a Grim Reaper who has a notebook that if, like I said, if you write a name in it, person dies. Uh, in the original source material, Ryuk gives the death note to humans for fun. He has no motives, he has nothing that he wants to do, he just gets bored and one day decides, I am going to screw with some people, like, let's see what happens if I give this guy a note, let's see what he does, and it just happens to be somebody who has a very specific personality to become kind of a megalomaniac. In this version, he's more of an evil figure where he kind of threatens, at one point he threatens Light to be like, hey, if you don't keep using this book, I'm going to go find another user and guess which the first name I'm going to have them put in that book is. Kind of thing. Like, he actually, like, is more of a, he, he, he kind of has more of an evil nature versus kind of that, like, yeah. Hey, I just want to fuck around thing, you know. Like, now, I, not... I honestly think that what—that's well, a result of you have William Defoe. You have to. Use you have him. to go evil. You, you have, have to, to go him, evil, and you have to, and you have to go and use him. So you, I, I think that laugh. I think that's the characterization yeah. of basically using William Defoe as as a Ryuk. Um, he did his his Green Goblin laugh that he he reprises back for the show just fits so goddamn well. No, it's it was it was, it was good. one of the things. Where a lot of people think that the when they did the voice actor, it was based on kind of his gravelly voice is like that. He didn't. I wouldn't even think that they auditioned. I think they suck like sought him out to get that that voice. So it was quite. Uh, he he did a phenomenal job. But that's that's all I can say about that. If, if anything, we'll I, said it, I said we want to know your thoughts out there. Um, definitely, you know. Watch. It's it's definitely worth a watch just because to see a, a live action Death Note is is, is pretty cool. Um, but, so, but we want to know your thoughts. Make sure to, to leave some comments uh, down below uh, just to let us know like so what you kind of thought of Death Note and so we can uh, we can maybe discuss it next week. Cool. All right. What else is on the agenda today, boys? Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up actually um, was going through the news last night and. Uh, Dude, Marvel Comics, I don't know, with their new legacy thing, I don't know what the, the fuck they're doing to try to piss off as many um, small like comic book shops as they can. I think that's their goal. Um, but uh, I just found out last night that actually one of our local comic book shops has actually dropped out of selling the lenticular, cop or, uh, the lenticular cover version of the new legacy comic lines that are dropping here. I think it's October, right? Is when the the big legacy, new, the legacy, legacy series comes out. out. So it's October. So the October series, apparently, comic book shops can't just flat out order those lenticular co like covers uh, for those books. Uh, Marvel has actually dictated that you have to buy a certain number of the non-lenticular cover of each of those books to be able to to then qualify to purchase the lenticular cover. So. Uh, what that means for a lot of people is if you have 10 people that want the lenticular copy and 20 people that want the the non-lenticular, you might have to buy 50 of the non-lenticular cover to buy to be able to purchase that that lenticular. Right, so so right there, let's, let's just do a quick survey with all of us. Let's say we had the, the options between the, the, the two covers saying, hey, you, want, you have the standard cover right here and you have the lenticular cover right here. 
I know what I'm voting for. I, 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 I'm going for the lenticular. I, I, I'm going for that 3D lenticular every time. Leo, I know you're not much in the comics. I'm but. not, but that, like I'm, I'm looking at some pictures online on my phone here of like uh, different covers, and I'd have to, I'd have to say personally, like I like. There's been DVD covers that have the the, the graphics and such, and I would like that more, um, as opposed to a flat image. But what? When did the lenticular st- sort of start taking notoriety? Like you, obviously, you have some issue ones that wouldn't have had that, right? So I think it's it, more it hasn't a, been till recently where a lot of issue ones came out with the lenticular. I think uh, what DC's Metal started having some of the, the well, well, even covers DC, like that. DC Metal, I said, is yeah. the lenticular. Those the, those are foil stamps. Those so are foil stamp, yeah. Back, uh, Maybe like three years ago, um, maybe two, maybe it was two years, two three years ago, um, they came out with basically the villain lenticular covers. That was DC's first kind of entry into kind of like hey, like having some mainstream lenticular covers. Um, the latest lenticular covers that came out were for the button, the button, right? uh, the button that came out. Those were right. the first ones I ever saw. Was with the Fabak covers for, for yeah. the button. So yeah, Jason Fabak basically did all the art uh, for, for for basically. It, the, the button story arc, which so the lenticular covers on it are are, are pretty badass. Um, mm-hmm. So I said you brought one specifically. I said that I don't know, and then we went to the Comic Con and got signed by my Mr. Fabic um, with the the Flash. It was like the the, the new Flash and the old Flash together. Yeah, I forget which uh, issue that was exactly, but uh, yeah, I grabbed that one. Right, I think that might be my first and only lenticular cover that I own. Um, but it was pretty cool. I also got the regular ones for, uh, it was a Batman 23. Yeah. Um, so, right, I think I had the choice of getting a lenticular and I didn't for that one for whatever reason. So for me, really, it's a toss-up. Like, I, it depends on what I want it for. Um, I, in my level of interest in comic books is so low, like, if I just wanted to own it, I'd probably just grab it if the regular one was the only one on the shelf. It wouldn't matter. Right. Well, and I well, think, too, like I said, it's... Uh, well, here's the thing. Maybe if it, there was a huge price difference between the two of them. But they're yeah. not. But they're not. They're the same price. There's not a huge price difference. Is there a value difference between the two? No. Not right but, now. Well, I mean, well, over time. Well, and that, yeah. that, well, that brings up a point. Because except if you have a lot of these smaller shops not carrying these lenticular covers, basically yeah. Marvel is going to be producing as many lenticular covers because they're not going to be selling right. as many. So that, that was so basically the question. So, so right. value property. Yeah, the, so they're yeah. creating their own market and yeah. scarcity. They're trying to push it up. And do you think I, that's why they're doing this? I don't know. I don't think it's why they're doing it. I think they want the money. I think they're trying to force these shops to buy more of their books. To yeah. be honest. So, but the shops would have to obviously, if they buy more of these regular covers and don't sell them in an effort just to get the lenticulars, they now have regular covers just sitting on the shelves as dead inventory. Yeah, yes, it's dead inventory. It's exactly what it is well, for a lot of these books. And here's the thing: after like I said a good three months of books sitting on shelves, they, they basically they end up in a dollar bin. Um, so where like I said value prospectors, like I said they'll go just because they want to read them, not just not even because they want to collect them. They'll go in, they'll pick them up for a dollar. So basically, it's twenty five percent of what their actual value is. So it's it's one of those things where, like I said I, I don't necessarily agree with it. Actually, there's like there's a couple of different things that have happened lately that that are kind of along those same lines. It's one of those things where it's 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 I don't know I don't, I don't agree with it. Yeah, I I don't like what they're doing. I think. Um... Coming up here, there's a a market for those lenticulars that a lot of people, that's what they're going to go for. I mean, not often or not within the last couple of years has it really been that those lenticulars, those special covers come out with issue one yeah. where they have that two options for right. it. So this is a big deal to be able to get something from the first printing to get that special cover and now half the stores 
are either going to have to bankrupt themselves, yeah. not, not necessarily bankrupt, but like over buy themselves no. so they can actually offer that. And I, and I think that's what my my, my, my personal sticking point is. Like I said, I specifically with comics, um, I, I really like to support the local shops just because like I said, it's, it's a hard business to be in. Like I said, so, like I said, very, so every once in a while, I'll have to go online. Um, like I said, with DC's latest thing, I had to go online, but for some weird reason, like I said, I end up with a local copy of someone who actually sold it. But it's one of those things where, like I said, it's, I like to support local however I can. So I, uh, just kind of thinking, right? Again, I know very little about comic book stores and comic book industry, but is it a thing where if I decide I have to uh, buy those 50 from Marvel in order to get the lenticulars, can I then take my lenticulars and try to charge more than cover price for them, or is that completely off the table? Well, that's a, that's a good point to bring up, because like I said, if, if that's the case, because I know they have the, the retailer incentives... Right. Which I'm thinking yeah. they could probably they charge more for. They do. I, I think a lot of stores were, were thinking that eventually, but then they have some of these big box stores like out of, you know, like Mile High out of Colorado, and you got like all the, some of the big stores, York, big yeah. tour of New York, and a couple of different ones out of LA, where their customer base is large enough where they this didn't affect them. So they're buying all the lenticulars, and there's actually... Uh, so one of the shops out there, I, I I saw actually for like about 170 bucks, you can get all, you can buy just all the regular covers and lenticular covers. Like they're offering an incentive to buy it. So yeah. really, if you're the store, I, I think that's going to put a, a squash to a lot of the local shops trying to jump up those prices, right, to make up for that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go online go to first at least, right? If, and, I, if I know I can get it from Midtown from their website, I'm going right. to go there and order it online. Yeah. And so you're, you're not going to that local shop to pay extra for the book that you can order online for the regular price and buy you know i think there's what 39 covers that all be all dropped in in october right that have the lenticular to it that's crazy so yeah. you can buy all 39 plus that's, the that's regular a, that's a different story that's <laughs> a different story why the, why the fuck do you have that many covers dropping in the first issue they're what five bucks each they're five bucks each oh. 4.99 or whatever but yeah, like so 200 200 some dollars and it, it's wow. that that's a whole nother story as well why are you dropping them all at the same time? First off, yeah. like stagger well, that shit. Well, but the, the, the reason for that is, like I said, that is a direct copy of DC because mm -hmm. DC has been. Like I said, I think for DC Metal, I forgot how many. I, I, I there's a lot many covers. of covers. There's, there's a lot there's of covers. Tons of covers for that. Here's the thing: I specifically wanted one cover. That's the cover I actually ended up going online to buy. I wanted the midnight release just because I said I like the logos. I said it with the background of the, of the Batman there. Um, but I said all the other covers. There's some other cool covers out there, but it's the same story. I don't necessarily have to have that specific cover. I said I got the one that I wanted, and I just I said I, I stopped it for that. So what's the landscape now out in Phoenix proper? Do we have a lot more smaller shops uh, as opposed to bigger shops? Well, here's the thing: we don't really have really that many bigger shops. I think probably. I don't the, think the, we have a big shop. Well, the, I think the Samurai. biggest is Samurai. I, just because like I said that, I, I, the only consider them big is because like I said because of their chain. Yeah. Um, like I said, they have a few different locations. They have one in Central Phoenix. They have one over okay. said, in the East Valley. And They're then really one of the only shops here that actually has more than one physical store. Yeah, they basically right? took the place of Atomic Comics right. today. Um, so I'm then, very sad that they got out of the uh, Chandler Mall, by the way. So if they can kind of bring that one back, that would be oh, great. Oh, I, I, I love that store. That location was awesome. Yeah. Oh, I can only imagine. Like I said, the rent there. And I said, oh, guys, yeah. kind of drove them out of business. Um, like I said, and there's like I said, a lot of smaller shops. Um, I like. I, I actually like the smaller shops just because, like I said, I get to interact with some of the people. 
Um, like I said, I've been in, there's like a couple shops over on my side of town. Like I said, I have actually been to Jesse's place a couple times, interacted with him multiple times. But he's, like I said, the owner, Jesse James. He's there constantly. He's a super friendly guy. He'll try to get you whatever you want. Like I said, my wife has actually dealt with him directly to get me, like I said, a couple Christmas presents before of different issues that I've wanted. Um, I said, and then I said, I've been to the Kamikaze before. It's, uh, they just moved the locations uh, over, over on the west side. So there's, there's a lot of different smaller stores. Um, so I think with their store specifically, I think that's going to be a huge impact. And one, like I said, in revenue from generated from the books, but two, just even traffic going into the store. Yeah. Because a lot of the times that I know when I'm going to the comic store specifically, I'll go in there for an issue, but I'll typically look around the entire store and end up just to see what they have, just to see what they have, and probably end up like buying something else. Right. Well, I my problem, I guess, with the way that Marvel's going about this is. If Jesse James's shop isn't going to be able to handle the, the volume to be able to get those lenticulars, who in Phoenix is? Like, how am I going to... If I wanted one... Obviously, I buy a lot of my comics digital, so it's not a really big deal for me. But if I did want to go and get that lenticular, I don't know where I would go to find it. Like, I don't know a shop that would be able to order enough of the non-lenticular to get that. Without going online. Without going online. I think I would have to go... To somebody online and order that book, and I feel like it's not even worth the trouble. Right? Yeah, just hearing yeah. you guys talk about it. If I wanted to get it that day it comes out, I don't even think I'm going to go out in the heat and drive around and try to find that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go on my phone and find it and buy it in two seconds on eBay. Yeah. That's... What has the response been like from the shop owners of, the, of this new news? It's I, I don't know. I, I said I, I Scott, you read the article. I said I think Jesse is like I said he just kind of refused to, to carry. He, it. he based on the the article and it actually has a copy of the the letter that Jesse sent. And it, was, it was basically hey I'll help you find it online and I'll do what I can to get you hooked up with a copy, but I'm not carrying any here. I can't. So in terms of supporting the community, he's still gonna be there for for the the fan for base, the yeah. right? But it's you're not getting it here. Like there's no way. I And can it's not get because I can't, or it's not because I won't. It's because I can't. I just now. can't afford it. Yeah. Like, like he said, he said you, you have a business to run. Like I said, yeah. it's, it's you. You have to be smart about your business decisions. Yeah. Well, in the in the spirit of comics, so uh, I learned recently that. Um, DC might be spinning off a Batman series. They might not be. Um, do you guys know anything about this? <laughs> the good old WTF WB. Uh, Warner Brothers. <laughs> um, I think that's the, 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 the name of this week's episode. It's got to be. Um, <laughs> sounds like a trending hashtag. It is a trending hashtag. Um, I honestly can tell you, I don't think Warner Brothers knows what the fuck they're doing, to be honest with you. Um... Well, their series, their universe seems pretty rushed. I mean, they, they went with Superman, and then they, they started up with the Batman. So it seems like they're they're trying to catch up to what Marvel has spent the last 10, 15 years doing. Yeah, so they're trying to basically get Avengers without any framework of the Avengers. You're 100% correct. Well, they have, what, three films to back up Justice League? Three Lake? films, yeah. Yeah, and... One of those was Batman versus Superman, which made the two of the two of their main characters fight, and one of them die. <laughs> like it was one of the things where DC. So what what Leo's bringing up is there's a ton of shit that actually kind of goes along with that. Um, I also drew a dick on Leo's computer, so that's um, one of the things. Uh, I just can't look at it anymore. <laughs> can't look at it anymore. It makes him laugh every time. So um, basically. So, the Batman movie, apparently, 
with Ben Affleck as still as Batman was not going to be part of the whole Justice League movie like universe. So this was this was the conversation that got well someone had with Matt Reeves, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he's like, no, this is a standalone movie. It has nothing to do with with Justice League. So they basically wanted a Christopher Nolan all over again. Yeah, yeah basically. That would do an, uh, a separate trilogy, but then... But then... A mere 24 hours, hours later. later. Right. <laughs> within, within minutes, they came back and were like, no, no, no! It is, is part of... Yeah, Batman, <laughs> Batman is part of the... So TV did they movie. recant their story, or did they simply just... It, it, it was a... It was amendment. Yeah, it, well, it was, hey, you took this out of context. Uh, when we said, hey, he's basically treated as a standalone movie. But it doesn't really sound like there was any context to be taken out of. Not really. <laughs> um, it's just quick backtracking, probably, but, you know, whatever. It still well, just sounds like everything they're doing is kind of a mess. Yeah. yeah. What is their pl- What are their plans for, I mean, they've got Wonder Woman already done, Justice League, so do they not have plans for Flash? No, they do. Cyborg, they do. Flash. Yeah. Flash? Yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they, they have plans. No one knows what here's, the hell they are. Here's the thing. So, so it's not like they didn't have movies to make. No. No, no, not at all. They, they have plenty of movies that they could... Bust out. Isn't Aquaman already like finished or almost uh, wrapped yeah, up? I think it's almost done, and they were because they were commenting about how editing scenes that were to be underwater was going to be challenging. So I'm I, I'm assuming they're in the editing phase of that one right yeah. now. Well, and here's the thing too. So there's they could fix this entire thing. They could they could literally hit the reset button on DC Extended Universe, and I am hoping kind of that they do. Um, but they, if they as long if they do it right. They can they can basically turn this into this all these crap movies into basically the best mistake possible. Hey, they've made their money. They can hit the reset switch and start fresh. And that's with because DC said so. Leo, you brought specifically the Flash movie. The Flash movie we already had the title at. It's Flashpoint. So with Flashpoint, it's basically for the story. For spoiler alert, I don't know. Like I said, this is a story that's been around forever. Um, but basically, Barry goes back in time. Instead of having the Reverse Flash basically kill his mom, he basically saves his mom, kills Reverse Flash, and it alters the timeline. Uh, in this new altered timeline, like I said I'm speaking towards the Flashpoint comic and animated film, not the Warner Brothers series on, on CW right now, which uh, lasted one episode for what reason? I Flashpoint don't know. Flashpoint in there was completely yeah. done horrible. garbage. Um, but basically, it changes the entire universe. So instead of Bruce Wayne being Batman, it's actually Thomas Wayne, right. and he's a killer. Yeah, and, he shoots people. And, um, he, and he goes he, out of his way to murder and torture people. He, he's basically the Batman from the new Justice League movie, um, is Thomas Wayne, so they don't really have to change that all that much. Um, so the, My favorite part of the Flashpoint is actually the, the Superman that, instead of landing out by the Kents, lands in the middle of a city, and the government picks him up, and he's like... They keep him under red sunlight, so he's this frail little, like, homeless man. Yeah, he's like a little stick figure. <laughs> yeah, he's a little stick figure, like, looks homeless, but still has all of his, like, Superman power. Yeah. So you brought up a good comment that now I have a question on. So Justice League, or the DC Extended Universe has, has been established and what have you, but CW's got series going on. Are those not overlapping they at all? They are not. Not at all. So we now the TV, have... The, the TV have, universe is separate from the movie We have universe. conflicting universes yeah. happening at the same so, time. So I, I see what's going on in your brain. Yes, there are now two distinctly separate flashes. And... And I let's was, make a separate Batman movie. Let's make a separate Batman movie now. So DC's just... They're just reaching for They don't cash, know what they're doing. I mean, it sounds like. Even with DC, I mean, right now, they're doing a movie that no one wanted. 
And it's going to be directed by somebody awesome. Like, I don't understand how to feel about this movie. They have a Joker origin story. Which is direct- never been done. Oh, which yeah, is- yeah, okay, so, so we're changing subjects. We are changing subjects. We're changing, we're Sorry. Cha- we're changing <laughs> subjects. So, also on the news flash. Um, well, well, first, before we talk about that, Larry, I want to get your thoughts on this whole Batman controversy. Where does he fit in? What do you, what do you think? I think it's weird, right? Like, the only other reference point I have is, is like, Marvel. So if you took, say, Iron Man, and be like, hey, let's make an Iron Man movie that has nothing to do with these other ten MCU movies we've set up. Like, that just wouldn't happen, right? Like, it just wouldn't happen. They're not going to do that. People would probably still go see it, but it would be weird. Even if, if it was Robert Downey Jr. or not Robert Downey Jr., I just... I don't see how this makes any sense to them when they're trying to build something special and they're just going to blow it up that fast. No, I, I, I see your point, Ellen. Here's the thing, too. I think, I, well, so you make a very interesting point because here's the thing. Even though Marvel didn't invent the superhero genre and the superhero franchise or the, the superhero movie, world, the superhero movie, I said they basically invented the connected world. Yeah. I said the connected. I said the connected cinema world of hey, basically everything's connected. Because here's the thing. So before any of these Marvel movies, I said who sat through the credits? No one sat through the credits for for Never did. For, for any movie. Sure. Now, like I said, you go into a Marvel movie. I said. You have the entire theater almost still in their seats. You do it in any movie. Yeah. Any movie now. Because anyone might get it. It might might have, like I said, an extra scene at the end that alludes to something else. I have a four-year-old. Fucking the Trolls movie has an end credit scene. Trolls, a child's movie, has taken over or like taken hints from Marvel to actually put something in there. That wasn't needed, but it was there. Well, I mean, here's the thing. So, So my whole point with that is, like I said... There's other movies, there's other universes, there's other companies, there's studios that are copying basically Marvel's formula for interconnected movies. Warner Brothers, take a lesson and follow their formula. Like yeah. I said, it's it's one of those things where you can basically have the smallest connective tissue between these movies. You don't have to have them so interconnected and so interdependent because you could watch any of these movies. You can watch any of the Iron Mans, you can watch Hulk, you can watch Thor, you can watch anything else. As a standalone movie, and not know that something else exists, but there's such a tiny thread that's interwoven through those movies where the right. fanboy or so, or so the, the technical fan knows, like, hey, you know what? I'm paying attention to that specifically because I know that's going to be something in the next right. movie. So I, I feel like they're going to start confusing people too, right? If they I haven't feel, already, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm confused. Or <laughs> I'm confusing these movies aren't even coming out yet. But if they start releasing things that are outside of their universe, um, I feel like we all get how that works, how that's interconnected, but I think we're also forgetting that a lot of people don't, right? I, I still hear people wondering why Wolverine isn't part of the Avengers or whatever, right? right. They don't get the whole Fox thing. They don't understand what a big deal it was that um, Disney and Sony became friends enough where Spider-Man could be in the movies. If you start making, especially an Affleck Batman movie, that's not part of this universe, but they already know that Ben Affleck is Batman. But they universe. have the same char- the same person playing Batman. Yeah, it's going to be so confusing to the, like the casual fan who doesn't not really that invested in it. No, I, I like I said it's it's one thing. <laughs> so you you were about to bring up before I interrupted so, you, Scott. Yes, yeah, so uh, was the the other news? There's this week. two new movies that they announced. Actually, yeah. I think three at this point. I think another they dropped another hint. Uh, well, they, today they dropped another that there's a sequel to Suicide Squad coming up. So well, they, they had the sequel to Suicide Squad. So they were talking about well, 
There's the two Joker movies. There's the two Joker movies. Jesus yeah. Christ. Two Joker movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, this, this, yeah. so let's cover one first. Let's do, let's do... Clusterfuck, by the way, yeah. is the yeah. best way I can describe yeah. anything about this. So before we get into origins, um, let's talk about, like I said, Gotham City Sirens. So Gotham City Sirens is supposed to be the Harley Quinn, female-centric Batman it's villain. Like Harley Quinn, Catwoman, Poison Ivy. Yeah. All your, your strong female leads... Together in one movie. Yeah, so they went ahead and scrapped that idea. You know what? Let's just have a Harley Quinn and Joker movie. And basically, <laughs> who's it directed by, Scott? Uh, you know what? I, I, I'm forgetting the names, but it's basically a, the people that are directing it and writing it, everything. They're only, only done rom com. They're what? Fifth year film no, students? Not like fifth school Their entire filmography is like. Romantic comedies, oh, so they're gonna try to work. take a character of an abusive relationship where the Joker doesn't actually like give two shit, but kind of does of Harley, and you know sacrifices her quite a few times. They're gonna try to make that into like it's gonna be a rom like this comedy psycho movie. Like, well, and here's the thing. So I, I'm willing to bullshit. give I'm willing to give them like I'll, I'll, I'll have to credit them in the, in, in the comments. Um, but I said I forgot. I forgot who, who's directing it. But I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt directing it because, like I said, the You're Russo the brothers. One. Because, because, because like I said I give the Russo brothers. Um, I said uh, a break. Their claim to fame. I said they work with Ron Howard and and with Arrested Development. I said their their whole their whole thing was funny TV series. That's where the Russo brothers and they nailed the it. And they nailed the rest of development. And so that's why you have like I said the humor, like the, the, the slight humor and stuff like that. In like said Civil War and, and like in Captain America Winter Soldier and things like that, so they, they they were able to bring that action and that 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 comedy together. So just so you know, uh, the movie uh, the person that was as of right now the director for the Joker and Harley movie is the This Is Us same person who did the that that shitty movie. Um, that's a t- that's a TV show, right? It's, that's that's the Mandy Moore show, isn't that's it? That's the Mandy Moore show. Uh, yeah, NBC. they're the one. Oh, yeah. NBC show, yeah. Yeah, so they're the one, that's who will be directing the Harley Quinn Joker movie. All right. How far out in the future are they getting on this stuff, right? Because I, I just brought up a list because there were a couple things that I had forgotten about that we hadn't just mentioned, right? So I, we talked about Aquaman. There's a Shazam movie. Shazam! Shazam! There's Wonder Woman <laughs> 2, of course. Um, <laughs> Cyborg. Um, Green Lantern Corpse, Batgirl, Batgirl, plus these Joker movies and because I can't introduce a Robin, but we get a Batgirl. Oh, I saw <laughs> Nightwing on the list too. Oh, Nightwing! I Hooray! Feel like, I feel like they're just like, hey, we have this character, let's make a movie, but well, they don't have so, a plan. So I'm I'm really hoping that at least with a Nightwing movie, the one thing I'm hoping for, and I really I if this becomes a fucking thing, I DC, you owe me fucking money for this. You had Scott Eastman. Wait, wait, wait. You heard it here first on yeah. the STS guys. The STS guys, right. So you have Scott Eastwood, a decently good actor, in Suicide Squad playing unnamed soldier number one, right? Clint Eastwood's fucking son was one of your people, and you didn't do anything with him. Yeah, that seems a Under, little counterintuitive. Undercover Nightwing. Make him Nightwing. Yeah. Put him as Nightwing. He survived the bomb. That was Nightwing. Now he's back. Like, they had the whole freaking, uh, you know, Nightwing as a government agent for a little bit yeah. in the comic book story. Put him as that's what he was doing, that's where he was. You actually give me a decent movie, blow everyone's fucking minds. 
Is DC smart enough to do that? No. No, by the sound of it, they're probably going to cancel the movie before they... Or they'll go back on their word saying that, no, oh, never mind, we're not doing this movie. Because wouldn't, like, Matt Damon just make a better Nightwing or yeah, something like, like Matt that? Yeah, Matt Damon, no. They're going to go... Oh, and get, they're gonna, <laughs> if Matt they're Damon... Gonna, no, no, no. <laughs> they're going to go get... I'll meth. Ben Affleck. They're going to go get... I'll meth. shit my pants. Yeah, I'll shit my pants. But they're going to go get Meth Damon from Breaking Bad to go be that character <laughs> instead. They're going to get the retard Matt Damon and have him be the one instead. Like they can't afford Matt Damon for the night. Right, so we, we got sidetracked with Nightwing. <laughs> the other, the other potential Joker movie. I said one. Here's the thing. This one. This is the one that I brought up. This one is, is confirmed not to be connected to the DC extended universe. So it's confirmed to happen and confirmed to be outside of the outside. universe. Outside. Yes. Well, and here's the thing. And and, and and the reason why is because they don't want. Basically, they're trying to hire the big time directors and and, and producers to these movies. Without having to have the the necessary threat of interconnecting into something else, so yeah. the 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 director they got it's huge news. Yeah, Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese. Uh, Martin Scorsese directing a comic book movie. Who I would have in a million years gladly paid money to have that happen with any other movie that came I out. I would have done a Kickstarter for that. Right, one hundred percent. And they probably would have gone bankrupt. <laughs> yeah. It, well, if they would have done anything other than what they did, they would have made money. Yeah, so... But it's the book that... No, it's the story that no one wanted. So... But because it doesn't exist, though, right? Well, it, it doesn't... It is not a firm origin story for the Joker. Right. Um, so the, wouldn't you want a great director like Scorsese to put right, something but, like that together? But if he... My problem is, the Joker works best... Having the ambiguous the mis- story. The, the, mystery the mystery of the, mystery you, of the Joker. I don't give two craps who the Joker was before he became the Joker. He is such a great character yeah. as the Joker. I just want him as the Joker. Yeah. It's been, what, 50, 60 years since the Joker yeah. first came out? If we've survived this long, do we really need anyone, even Martin Scorsese, to go ahead and give us an origin story? Yeah, we 100% don't need an origin story of the Joker. Uh, one of the things... We had talked a little bit about this before and one of the things is we were talking about is in the comics there is no definitive joker origin story you have the most the closest thing that people think might be the story is under the red hood right that's probably the most definitive answer to who was the joker before he was the joker but that story is kind of a one-off side shot. Really, isn't a hundred percent. We're not sure how canon that well, whole story like that is. That multiple people come out and said that's not canon. canon, right? So we don't even know if that is actually the intended origin of this character. So I do want to ask though, because the villains that we've had in the DC extended universe so far um, have been outside of like the Christopher Nolan series. Do you think that adding a Joker? Uh, movie or origin movie might clash with what was our, I know they're separate but I mean like to Larry's point like people are gonna I was confused when Batman came back again for the third time um, so do you think that this would just clash and confuse people more adding oh, to I mean it's gonna be a different Joker right, anyway right 100%, 100%. you and, just bring in another Joker and, that's not part of this universe at the same time as their universe movies are well, coming out as much, yeah. as much as I'm excited to not have Jared Leto as the Joker good um, god thank you yeah, as, as, as much as I'm excited to, to, to put his Joker behind everybody literally having having a, a here's the thing if it was done Five ten years from now, when like I said, kind of movies have died down. Yeah. The extended universe it, it has been over for like, a couple. It's like of years. when we stopped, had a pause between the Batman's in the nineties. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and then Batman right. begins. I think, I think you could you could technically even do it then. Would you really want to see it? Probably not. 
I think now it's just going to confuse people because, like I said, you have a property, the Joker, that's in the DC Extended Universe, but now you have the standalone, the Joker movie, that's not part of it. <laughs> so seeing that basically kind of relating the two together, it's I think it's going to, one, going to confuse audiences. I think it's going to put a lot of people off. Well, there's no demand for Joker, right? I mean, DC is not without villains. Whoa. They could have another villain they could do an origin story on, right? An- another great character. You could do another Batman character, Clayface. Give us a Clayface, a person who can turn into anybody. Oh, Give me a Clayface I would, movie. I would fucking kill for a Clayface right? movie. Why do we have to have a Joker, a character that's been introduced, what, in the last ten years? We've had three, four. Three, three versions of it in, with the animated versions? Well, here's the thing. Or, like I said, he, you know what I would absolutely fucking love? Is if we did if they did a live adaptation of Massive Phantasm. If yeah. They, if they did a live adaptation of that... You can kind of, like I said, weave in your Joker story into that a little bit. How about this? Let's do a live action under the Red Hood. Oh, yeah. See? that Bring in the Red Hood, the fucking Jason Todd getting beat to almost to death with a crowbar. Here's the thing. You have the the upshot of that because you saw the tattered costume. Um, You have it set up. Yeah. Yes, you have it set up already. Just just give me that. Connect it back into it and say, this is where that... We have the ha 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 on the freaking Robin costume from Batman vs Superman. Give me the origin of that costume. What happened? It has bullet holes and shit in it. Tell me what happened to that. That's what I want to know. And you don't have to bring up anything from the other movies. You can keep that as a separate thing and have the costume as the tying cat the character. Yeah. All right. So okay, we talk about DC extended universe. I think we're so we're, we're we're done with that. Um, talk about that. Any uh, interesting purchases with you guys? Whoa, 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 interesting purchases? Yeah, I was gonna go on you on that one. I was gonna give you a chance to, to redeem it there. I, I redeemed it. I we made it 40 <laughs> minutes without him tearing up inside. Without the after inaugurals last week. Inaugural. Inaugural. You know that's gonna have to be a thing, right? You're gonna have to trip over yourself at least once. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna have to be a story. We're just gonna have to. Have bets as to when it's going to happen. Because if hey, it hey, was, maybe we can turn that into a contest. It is a contest. Prices right rules. Guess it. Guess it. Yeah. Closest without going over. Hey, hey what's the over under for Jerry <laughs> that fucking up the audio? <laughs> right. Is it going to be within the first five minutes, like episode one, or forty-five minutes in is episode two? Um, interesting pursuit. This, this kind of leads into some other videos that you actually might see, but. Um, we did have like I just got in, a, you know, this month's loot crate and uh, just did. Uh, well, actually, have a video of me opening it. So yeah. that was a, a, a pretty fun. Uh, so we'll get that up video. on YouTube this week, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll have that that video up. So yeah, I, a lot of th- this week actually ends up being pretty cool because it's kind of when all of the our kind of boxes and subscription yeah. boxes or pull boxes and everything actually uh, shows up. So I uh, said so I haven't gotten my I said I haven't gotten my bag box yet. So hopefully that that shipping goes up pretty soon. Uh, so hopefully by next week we might have that unboxing. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, we'll see oh. which Jeremy and I both get that box. So we'll see if either of us get leveled up and get something cool in yes, there. Yes, yes, yes. We're definitely looking forward to that. Um, the only thing I picked up this week is um, Barnes and Noble actually had a pretty killer sale on some stuff. So I picked up um, which you didn't tell me until after the fucking okay. sale was over. Um, Excuse me, fucking sir. The sale is still going on until okay. midnight tonight. Yeah, nothing good is left anymore. <laughs> Everything good was sold out. I looked yesterday too. Yeah, there's, like, there, there's nothing. It's basically it's like when you go after like the slim pickings the day before prom, and all you got is that gross girl that like picks her nose in public. 
Like, that's what you left me hey, with. Hey, you still have a date. <laughs> yeah, still I, might, I still have a date, but I don't need the uh, 1969 Batman Adam West figure. Like, that's still left on fucking right. Barnes & Well, Bill. I apologize. <laughs> Next time I will set out an announcement. Um, yeah. You know, not like you guys don't have, like I said, oh yeah, the fucking internet to actually do your <laughs> research sales. Um, I said, I, I picked up a couple statues. Uh, there's a... Uh, Kotobukaya uh, Deadpool, um, a black Deadpool figure I picked up. Um, I'll probably do, be doing a, a video review on that one next week, as well as a Reddit uh, Sentinel uh, Iron Patriot. That figure is badass. I saw the, uh, the Instagram um, photo of that thing. That thing is killer. I took I took that out of the box. That is probably the most detailed figure. I have ever no, seen. No, does that actually light up? Does the, the chest piece light up? It actually lights up. The yeah, eyes light up, and then the chest piece lights up. It was, that is, it was dirt cheap, too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I picked that up for like 30 bucks. And so that's normal, awesome. And, and normally, that's like a $200 figure, so it's it's it was pretty awesome. I think that I think that's the winning purchase of the week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think what you got is one miles above what Larry and I got, yeah. or what Leo picked up. So the only thing I got um, is I bought a plushie because I'm an adult. Uh, Amazon had uh, the Star Wars Galactic plushie of Jabba the Hutt and Salacious Crumb um, for $3.54. So that's really the only thing I got was a stuffed animal. And that's the sad thing is I still have that on my wish list yeah. and I'm waiting for a decent purchase hey, so yeah. I can add that all on. But here's the thing. Larry, you have a kid. Scott, you have a kid. I still, I still, I don't have any kids, but I still want the plushie for myself. The saddest thing is, a, a couple of times, Leo has gotten plushies in his, like, some of the boxes and things that he's got, and he's like, I don't want this, give this to your daughter. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually pretty sure she has a wampa, like, in the other room right now that she, uh, she sleeps with, that Leo had actually gotten in, uh... Was it's it Mr. Wheel. It's Mr. Wheel. Mr. Wheel. Uh, that, that he had gotten from uh, Smuggler's Bounty. Smuggler's, Smuggler's Bounty, Bounty, right? Yeah. So I actually didn't have any purchases this week, um, but I, uh, Jeremy and Scott and I used to work together, and uh, about a year ago we would be collecting Funko Pops, and Jeremy, uh, being the best friend that he is, uh, sent me a screenshot of Funko's Instagram post that uh, one of my favorite Christmas movies will be rolling out Funko Pops. Um, complete with the iron mark on uh, bad guy's head. So I will more than definitely be picking up uh, all of those pops. Um, and I think you've uh, relapsed me into my Funko Pop. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm Leo What Leo's referring to is... Um, Marv. It's Home Alone. Have, you, have, you have the Home Alone Funko Pop. So you, you have Kevin McAllister and then you have... Uh, I guess in that one, it's still there's still the Wet Bandits, right? There's, yeah. So you have the, the it's Wet the original Bandits. One. So it's the original Home Alone one versions of. I know it's Marv, and then I forget Joel. Harry, uh, Harry, Harry, Harry and Marv. Right? Harry, Harry, Harry. Harry. Um, so yeah, and it has. Uh, so one of the guys it has the you know the burn mark on the head from the blowtorch that he hooks up to the door. Uh, the iron mark, the iron that he drops down the laundry chute. Like, <laughs> well, then you have Kevin with his BB gun in one hand, and I think it was the, the iron, the, the iron, iron in the other one, one. Yeah. right? So it's um, so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna be same picking, line. I'm gonna well, be probably with uh, available right now for pre-order on Amazon. So oh, very well. Uh, so you can, basically, it's almost like. Shopping now, but paying later. Yeah. So, it's as good as credit. It's as, it's <laughs> as good as credit. Now, I will say... Um, it's I like had shopping a, QVC. I had a pretty... Well, I, I say this, but now I know you two that have in the hundreds of Funko Pops. I had a pretty robust collection 
Um, that I thought I was good at like 10. Yeah, <laughs> and that's where I was. I think I was in maybe the 40s, 50s. Um, I was looking and I at it up... for a video earlier. I brought out a Deadpool that I had that Jerry was like, well, I don't think we have one here. <laughs> like I was able to bring one out. I was like, yay, I'm accomplished. I have five of them here. I did sell a lot of mine uh, now that I regret now, of course. Uh, but I did keep a couple, one of which was uh, Clark Griswold's uh, Funko Pop. I mean, you can't get rid of that. You know, it's the holidays and we're all in misery. So you've got a solid Christmas theme collection. I do. I do. Yeah. Leo's collections are all themed. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So here's the thing. So uh, I was thinking, because you're talking about the, the wet menace, if they had a Chase version as the Sticky Bandits. I would love the yeah, Sticky Bandits. They had Duck yeah. Brothers. I would love... The version two with the brick mark yep. from the yeah, bricks yeah, yeah. and the brick mark and, and the tart and feathered from the freaking uh, Central Park from yeah. the weird bird lady. I'd almost <laughs> want weird bird lady. As yeah. a I want weird bird lady. I would want weird bird lady. lady. That, that could be the Coles uh, exclusive that no Only one wants Coles. to go. The Coles one, yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Give me right. ideas, people. Come on. We are getting ready to wrap up here for this week's episode. Um, Larry. So yeah, just one real quick thing, right? We talked about uh, a couple times that we've got some unboxing videos going to drop on YouTube. Um, Jeremy will throw episode two of the STS Guys podcast up there um, real soon too. Um, so if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, be sure to do that. We've got some things growing real quick this week. Um, we're also live on most of the social media, right? So we've got Instagram, uh, Twitter, and Facebook. If you just search for STS guys, it should come up. Uh, I think uh, Facebook is the STS guys because some jackass uh, group down in Kentucky has decided STS guys is theirs. Ah, not cool. But anyhow, we can throw uh, we can throw links up in the show notes. Um, but yeah, some good stuff. And like Scott said, uh, stay tuned because Loot Crate unboxing video will probably give away one of the uh, items as a, as a prize for our first ever contest. Yeah. Comment, reach out, uh, reach out to us on, on any of the social media forums. We said, any, said you'll get a response, so right. let us know. Tell us what you liked about what we go over, what didn't you like, what should we go over in the And what future? do you want to see? Yeah, what do you want to see? Like, should we talk about something else? I mean, obviously we're... Should oh. Scott draw more pics of dicks on Leo's computer? I'd rather That's always dead. a yes. <laughs> Leo says no. No. But what his body's saying is yes. Uh, and, so I think next week, right, we already talked a little bit. Uh, Game of Thrones season finale is going to be this weekend, Sunday. Yes. Um, yes. So next week, we'll at least spend a decent amount of time uh, recapping Game of Thrones and talking fan G-O-T. theories. And, right? And f- try to figure out what's going to happen next. And oh. apparently, um, some uh, there's some new developments on some Game of Thrones... Uh, um, licensed material like things that we'll keep, we can go over i think there's been some updates on some game of thrones shit that we can uh, talk about as well so be sounds cool. good so next week episode game of thrones and more mm-hmm. and for this week uh, that's it guys i'm jeremy i'm scott and i'm leo larry we are the sts guys have a good night <laughs>